Welcome to WABC, where we play easy listening music all the time. Oh yeah, baby. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we do the hard work of looking up information every week about every Bare Naked Lady song, one by one alphabetically, so that you can take it easy. And this week, I am joined by someone who doesn't judge, obey, or betray me, Michelle. (laughs) Hi! (laughs) But this week, I adored Aaron and he ran away from me, so we don't have him. We will have to get his analysis another time about this week's song. So, speaking of this week's song, here is a brief snippet. What's a boy to do when you Tell your tale, and it never fails. It just end up feeling bad for you. So we are discussing "Easy" from Bare Naked Ladies Are Me from 2006. It is a Paige Robertson song, and to help us break down this week's song, we have a guest. Let me just call her. Okay, we've got her on the line now. Aaron felt bad about not joining us this week, so he said that he wrote to me last night. And uh, so he wrote to me last night and said that he has been working on this for months. Uh, Tonight, we have joining us the woman that this song was written about. I am happy to have joining us Miss Edith Eggers. Enid Eggers. Uh, Sorry about that. You know me. I'm always messing up names. Well, welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, and thank you for joining us on such short notice. Thank you for inviting me. It's wonderful to have you here. Uh, We don't have Aaron tonight, um, so we won't be doing the usual breakdown of the song. And, you know, that takes a good five minutes the way that that Aaron does it. So if you're okay with it, I would love to just kind of interview you. Sure. Excellent. So what I'm sure people really want to know the most about you is, do you love poutine? (laughs) Heart attack on a plate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's wonderful so, I mean only, I think it's something that only people that come from the French part of Canada really truly and can enjoy <laughs> yeah it's a maritime thing yeah now obviously they the Bare Naked Ladies recorded this song about you um, they didn't go immediately into the studio and then record this song um, it had to have taken some time after they met you so about how long between the meeting and when it was released? How long did it take? Um, I Three years. I met them till I heard it. Wow. Wow, that's a significant period of time for them to be working on this song. I, I, I guess it's that complicated. <laughs> <laughs> did any of your friends ask you about this song? Oh, yes. Friends, relatives, everyone. They, you know, when did I meet them? They asked me the story. Yeah. Constant. Yeah. (laughs) So, as you may know, this song has a lot of controversy. Uh, On the Song Meetings website, um, 
a song meanings website, as well as a lot of other places, people are either vehemently for or against this song. Uh, we, you know, they have different opinions of what, what the song is really about. What do you think this song is about? Um, well, I think it's about a boyfriend and girlfriend and, and falling in love for the first time. And, and I, I think she had a crush on somebody else for a while. That kind of... Mm kind of a running theme for them i'm thinking i thought of that yes <laughs> <laughs> especially with back. the steven especially with the steven songs mm. yeah. their year, earlier years for sure there was definitely a theme <laughs> there's an interesting thing in, in this song where where the man is actually standing up in the relationship to this woman who's like exercising a lot of control over him and manipulating him and confusing him um but it, the song doesn't paint you in a very positive light that way. Um, no. Um, I'm not sure. Wow, Tracy. <laughs> this is like Phil Donahue. <laughs> Good one. I, t- I just thought it was interesting. Like, the even the name of the song is, is kind of offensive in some ways, don't you, don't you think? Enid? Edith, right? E- Edith. But Enid. The, the song's e- easy. No, it's Enid. En- Your name's Enid? Yeah. Oh my goodness. What? Oh my goodness. You uh, thought it was easy? <gasps> well, no, I didn't think it was. I, did, I, I thought that they thought that they. Oh, uh, no. It's I gone, from, me, oh it's gone from Phil Donahue to Jerry Springer. What is happening? <laughs> Yeah, but Jerry Springer never felt like this. Oh my goodness, I am so sorry. Aaron Aaron wrote Oh. That that's on me. I I thought Aaron wrote that I was talking to Edith Edgar. He said Enid. I was supposed to bring you on 2 weeks from now um to to talk about the song that was written obviously about you, Enid. Like yeah, yeah. that makes total sense. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm not easy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness, Tracy. Oh goodness, Tracy. Mm. That means so many different things. Like we can talk later about. Oh my goodness, yeah. Like the name of the song "Easy" like has so many different meanings. This song, like, it's about taking it easy on on Ed. It, it, it's about the the woman being easier on him, not about the woman being easy. But yeah, there's that double entendre there. I wasn't intending that to. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. Wow, would you would you be okay? I'm so sorry. I feel like I've deeply offended you. Um, it was totally unintentional. Would would you be okay sticking around and talking about this song and maybe ask answer some questions later on about about the other song? Sure. I can do that. Oh, thank you. You, you are so flexible and e- oh my god, that's and not easy. how I meant that. You are so easygoing. I meant oh, womp, womp, I, okay, womp, Michelle. Why don't you take over? I'm I am fumbling over my words here. Why don't you take over for a minute? Hi, Enid. It is a pleasure to meet you. I'm always happy to talk with people that are from my generation shall we say i um i'm from the 80s and the 90s and uh you know in the prime of my youth in those days so it's it's fun to talk with people 
What was your first experience with, what was your first impression of the Bare Naked Ladies when you first met them? Were they a band when you first met them? Were they already a band or were they just guys from the neighborhood? Uh, no, they weren't from my neighborhood. I'm from the Maritimes. They were from Ontario. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Um, it was just Ed and Steve at that time. Now we're going back like many years. <laughs> so yeah. that would be their first their first tour across Canada then. Yeah, it was a university tour. There was yeah. uh, I, I believe they were back up for Corky and the Juice Pigs. So that was that was their first year before they even released any of their their tapes. Yeah. They were just two guys playing. I didn't treat them any different than I would have you if you would have come into the bar at the time. I yeah. I'd always torment my customers, have fun with them, <laughs> tease them. Yes. Sometimes flirt. Yeah, <laughs> as you do, you know, absolutely. It's good for tips, right? But yeah, except they never tipped. <laughs> Steve and Ed. I've actually paid them more than they've ever paid me. <laughs> Steve and Ed, what were you thinking? Fix that. Yeah, please. <laughs> So we can get into some more of the the other questions I would love to ask you about about the song Enid <laughs> later on because um, we only have a limited time about Easy for tonight. Right. Why don't we Why don't we switch over to that song a little bit? Um, let me throw in some some quick facts. The song, as as Aaron will probably correct me later, but I found it on TuneBat.com, so it may be right. Um, is written in E major. It's at 112 beats per minute. This was the lead-off single. Um, there was an acoustic version that can also be found on the all-new review. Uh, There's also the bathroom sessions version, which I recommend going out and listening to. It's missing the harmonies, and, but it's really fun to watch Ed strumming the guitar and, and mm. enjoying the playing of it. Um, so what makes this song special is, well, first, it was the first released as a free download before they even came out with the, the Bare Naked Ladies Are Me, Bare Naked Ladies Are Men album. Uh, they released it for a specific small price. They released the multi-tracks of this song for a remix contest that they were having. The winner of the remix contest, that you know everyone would remix it, send it back into them, how they wanted the song to sound, and the winner would appear on a special EP collection... There were four other songs that they also did this with. Uh, Bank Job, Rule the World with Love, and Angry People. But the contest never finished. And we'll co go back over in a little while what it sounds like with all these different tracks taken out. Uh, it's really interesting that they decided to do this. It was a new experiment that they were doing at that time. The band also took this opportunity to record three of their songs in Simlish, which is a gibberish language that was used for the SimCity series of video games. Um, and it was released for Sims 2 Family Fun Stuff Expansion Pack. And this was the first song that was on there that did that. This album, the whole album, interestingly enough, was recorded by Susan Rogers, so this was her return to helping them produce this album for after her a two help two album hiatus that she had. There's seven no nine different multi tracks that were available. There's drums, electric bass, clavinet, synths, 
electric guitar, acoustic guitar, and then the different. Um, there's a uh, Ed Ed's Ed's singing, and then the backup singing, as well as percussion. Whew. <laughs> there is a lot about this song when it oh. comes down to the specifics. I guess that's all the facts that I have for this song. Let's start talking about the music itself now that I've gotten all that wonderful gibberish out of the way and did my own simlish there for a few minutes. Michelle, what do you think about Easy? I, it's, it's a very polished song. Um, I like it. You know, it's, it's a decent song. It doesn't emotionally get me what I usually go for, but I definitely liked it. I liked the bathroom sessions that you mentioned. The thing that really stuck out to me was the video. And um, <laughs> I just loved the animation and the fairy taleness of it and just the different stories that were told throughout. I liked it. There was only one thing. I mean, to me, it was a very Ed kind of wordplay song, for sure, like he always does. Um, but there was one line that sounded a little forced and that was the um the obfuscate and manipulate line mm -hmm. i um it felt a little like oh really did you have to be that obvious with it you know what i mean it wasn't as natural <laughs> of a turn of phrase it felt like oh i'm gonna use these two words um i mean they fit the song but it just felt obvious you know what i mean um but otherwise i really liked it I really liked it. What about you, Enid? What did you think of the song? Well, it's my first analyzing of a song. I, I agree with you as far as that line goes. Uh, it, it, I found he, that he tripped up on it. Um, I, I love the fact that Ed singing it in the bathroom with the guitar. I just, yes. he's a great, they're both, Ed and Steve are both great guitar players, pickers and, um, <laughs> Just I like the cleanness of his voice, of Ed's voice in the song. Yeah. Mm, yes. No, it is very, very clean. It's very distinct. Mm. And he just keeps it very melodic throughout the whole thing. It's interesting because the tone of... Like, Ed can have a harshness to his voice when he wants to. But very programmatically for this song, he kept his song... He kept his tone of his voice very easy. Mm. And And people online were really one way or the other about this song like there were people that were like loved the fact that he was singing it very relaxed and then there were some people that really hated the fact that he held on to those notes for a long period of time but one of the things I liked about that was that it does put you in this relaxed sort of mood which is what it's supposed to be and to me listening to his music all these years it feels like that's probably intentional like he doesn't do anything without multi layers to it and with a reason, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so of course he's going to keep his voice easy to suit the song. Yeah. Exactly. But I agree. I agreed with you. The, the, the bathroom sessions, I feel just really highlight how good of a guitar player he is. Mm. I don't think he gets the credit for that, but he really is. And it sound, his voice sounds really good in the bathroom, too. Not that it doesn't always, but it just gives it that nice, round tone. Easy tone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
little on the nose on that one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. big time. <laughs> and I also love the harmonies, too, and the chorus. The e When they, you know, when Stephen comes in with the easy, again, it's that velvet layering of their voices that just, mm -hmm. it's like the cherry on top of the song. It just sort of takes you, it floats you off on a cloud. <laughs> or floated me off on a cloud, I guess. <laughs> Now, did either of you have a chance to listen to the multi-tracks and the breakdown that was in the song? Uh, I would have to say. I didn't. You know what? I opened that file, but I was like, oh, that's weird. Um, so I didn't listen to each thing, but I saw it and I was like, oh, that's strange. So I did see it, but I I, it looked like it was supposed to be on an iPad or something. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to take a minute. I'll, as I go through each of these for the audience, I will cut and paste these in as well so that they can hear them more crisply. Um, hopefully you guys will be able to hear it as well over the speaker system that you guys have. I'm going to play off some of the individual pieces here. Um because it, it's interesting how layered this song really is. It's, it's very, very layered. As I mentioned before, there's nine different multi-tracks that are making up this song. You wow. would probably... I never would have guessed that by listening to it. Yeah. Um, so it's a very, very complex song for such a relaxed type of song. Um, so let's start off with the bass here real quick. Let me... Now, literally, that is the whole song. Jim is very much just hitting, like, the chord, bum, 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 like, over and over again. Mm -hmm. But he's sticking that chord throughout, like, and then they'll change to the next chord. But it's very simplistic. I have a question. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm putting it together in my mind, so I'm sure the answer is yes. But all these tracks must be from the remix that people got to play with. To yes. rearrange and do what they wanted. Okay, I just yeah. I, I have to admit, I I was one of the nerds that did not have the technology to do so, but actually bought all of the remix versions. <laughs> <laughs> now it's interesting. So I would love to hear. Hopefully, I can convince Aaron to play around with this some <gasps> and have him do a remix. I would love to see what he comes up with for this song. So that would here's, be cool. Here's Jim on the clavicle. Uh, so my take on this part was I thought that this sounded like the um, electric guitar throughout the whole song. I thought that this was the electric guitar I was hearing through the whole song, but it's not. It's the clav that it's actually Jim playing. I mean, uh, Kevin playing throughout the whole song. So he's kind of doing that in the background throughout the whole song. But during the bridge, he does this... Or during the second verse, he does this really interesting thing. I had to plop it up here. Because he it's the only part of the song where he does this different piece. And then it, even if you're watching the waveform, you can see it goes back to the other form after the rest of it, even through the bridge. Thank <laughs> you. 
So it's this really interesting, like, it sounds like an echo. It's It sounds like someone just sitting there and picking on a guitar, but it's not. It's Jim playing on his clav. It's cool. The drums are also really, really simplistic for this song. Um, I'm going to unlock just the drums and the percussion. Um, just because that's the two pieces, obviously, that, that uh, Tyler's doing. Um, but it's very, very simple. That's it. The whole song just... It's weird that they're not having him take something that's much more, I don't know. Like, they, all the pieces add up to this very complex song, but each piece is very, very simple and mm. easy to play. Then you have Steven on the electric, and he's doing something very easy. So again, he's just hitting this one note and letting it sit there, and then hitting the next note and letting it sit there, almost hitting the same notes as Jim, so it's kind of backing up Jim more than anything else. And then the synths don't do much during most of the song, and then at the very end, when it goes into that, them just repeating the same songs sounds over and over again, we get this. Which is very haunting. Now, I wanted to point all this out because... So, if you add in... When you listen to the bathroom session, you've got just Ed doing Ed's acoustic and Ed's singing. With your hangdog eyes You can bring me down Now I'm wrapped around your whole hand Stop so and it's a very beautiful song. And it's really interesting because it's just this very simple type song. If you add in all of the background stuff that's going on and you take out all just Ed, you end up with a very, very different song that doesn't sound anything like the original song at all. got almost this emo type sound to it like late late 90s early 2000s emo slash the one that kept coming up to me and making me think of was that song by uh jacob dylan's band uh one headlight oh and yeah I, just, I kept hearing that which I, I like that song it's just very different than if you listen to ed's bathroom sessions version of this song where you don't have all of that stuff in the background it's got a much darker tone to it mm, not as easy no <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> oh i better be careful boy i got someone else boiling in the puns this week <laughs> that's right so what were you guys's takes on all of that sorry a lot of lot of stuff in there a lot of information but enid i'll give you the floor oh no don't give me the floor <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that all that complexity 
Um, I didn't think the song was that complex either no. until I downloaded the tracks and, and tried to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really surprising when you hear the tracks separately. Yeah. Because the, the, the finished version is a whole different animal. And, and the pieces of it sound like they would be something completely different. So it's interesting what it turns into altogether. It's funny because, as I mentioned before, Aaron used to have his own band. And there was very much a lot in there that sounds very much like the stuff that Aaron used to write for his band. Darkness of it, the depth of it, and, and it's just very rich. The other thing that I thought was really interesting, and I never get a chance to hear this, is Stephen's harmonies on this. And they pull it out specifically. They have the backgrounds, but then they have Stephen's harmonies that are just for the bridge. And I thought it was the most interesting thing in the world to hear. Like, it, it was haunting how it comes out. Um, and I know that's how, the way harmonies are written, that they're meant to kind of back up the the, the melody. But it's re- So I want to play that real quick here, because it's only about five seconds of it. But it just is amazing. So this is the very end of the bridge. Easy to be with you. Easy to obey. Easy to forgive you at the end of the day. Easy now to judge you, easy to betray, easy to adore you, though you want to run away. Wow. No, I didn't find that even sound like Steve. No, no me neither. Really low, really different than him, mm. almost monotonous. And you're sure that was Steven? It wasn't Ed? Yeah, it's labeled Steve's, Steve's low wow. voice. But then I'm going to add... That's I'm add not Ed what back I in. was expecting. No, it sounds very different. But now listen to this again, but this time listen for Steve in the background backing Ed up. I'm going to add Ed back in. Easy to be with you, easy to obey, easy to forgive you at the end of the day, easy now to judge you, easy to betray, easy to adore you though you want to run away. I still didn't hear it's amazing. Steven's voice. Oh, you can't. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, it doesn't sound quite like him. It's very different for him to hit with those notes than normal. It's kind of surprising. And it's funny because you have. Ed. Yeah, I was going to say ahead. it's kind of surprising because you usually picture Steven on the top and Ed on the bottom. Mm. But it kind of shows how well their vocals actually do work together, mm. just acoustically. And it makes me think, you know, like, that's what you were hearing back in the day yeah. when it was just the two of them. Like, that's what you got. So that's kind of a nice full circle moment, I guess, because that, you know, I, in the stories that you hear, the stuff that you read, like, they just liked singing together at the beginning. They really just liked singing together and worked well together. And clearly you could hear it in that sample. So it's kind of interesting. Definitely complement each other. Mm. For sure. And you don't, like you had mentioned, you don't hear Ed take that high very often. He he was going from this low tenor and he went right up to the high tenor for that part. Maybe he actually does. (laughs) Well, it also makes me think, I wonder if I'm hearing the songs wrong and he's singing the higher parts more often than I think. And Ed is actually, and Stephen is actually singing the lower parts. Like, I wonder how many songs that exists in. Right. We're going to have to listen more co- closely with more of them now. 
We're going to have to just write to them and say, we want the just the vocal tracks of Stephen and Ed for every song that they've done. And we want to listen and analyze them. Thank you. <laughs> we won't release them, we promise, just on the show. Just, just for our own research purposes. Just for our own curiosity. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool to hear that. Interesting. So, let's kind of slide over into the lyrics of the song and and the meaning of the song. So, as I was mentioning earlier, correctly about Easy, the song is caused a lot of controversy online. People disagree about what the song is really about. Was it about a pushover who allows himself to be manipulated into a relationship and eventually has enough and, and then backs out? Or is it about a person who's the central character who actually sticks up for himself and exercises control over his life at the end of the song? What do you guys think? The second verse, to me, is he's saying how the the woman has these puppy dog eyes and she can wrap him right around. Like in our, usually we say our finger, he's saying the whole hand. So I would say it's a pretty serious Mm. wrap. I mean, he's just going to follow her everywhere. I mean, if we go in that text. Yeah, it sounds like he's deeply in love with this person. Or infatuated with this person. Mm. Or lust. Good point. Might be lust. Ooh. Hence the word easy. Yes. Ooh. Back to that word again. (laughs) Interesting. Um, I kept going back and forth. Usually I have a pretty definite, usually I fall definitively on one side or the other, but I kept going back and forth with this and I kept getting pulled out of the story of the song by that whole call it self-defense. You can obfuscate and manipulate, but it's only at your expense. Like that just kept distracting me. And I just kept feeling like that's so obvious. It's such an obvious <laughs> lyric. It just sort of like, it felt like that was the whole point of the song, but it was forced. So that kind of, mm-hmm. meh, it kind of ruined it for me. But I definitely at first felt like it was somebody in a relationship that was sort of tied into this other person. But then it's the whole, the the lines where he's saying, um, I've been burned before. You're not fooling me. There's no mystery. You've forgotten what you're hiding for. So it's sort of like it's it's from that other person's point of view or in favor of that person whose hand he is wrapped around. So it kind that kind of made me feel like, well, whose side am I on here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at, at first I feel like, well, he's getting manipulated. He's willing to be manipulated by this person with their hangdog eyes. But then he is also showing that maybe it's a self-defense mechanism. You know what I mean? Like, wh- I want more information. Mm. Now, I look at that verse, and I see, to me, he's saying more to the woman, or the other person, shouldn't say woman, but the other person, that they're trying to be someone they're not, and Ed, or the singer, I know you, so you're not hiding anything from me, I know all about you, that Mm. kind of thing, which kind of threw it off from the rest of the verses. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like it yeah, didn't yeah. Like, like she keeps I trying to pretend to be other than who she mm. is, but at the same time he knows who she is, but he keeps getting wrapped back into this relationship because of the hangdog eyes. Every time that every time she gives him the puppy eyes, he's like, oh, "Okay, I can't, I can't." 
deal with those puppy eyes. I'm yeah, you got me. Well, I think that's the thing that kind of makes me feel um, ambivalent about the song because on one hand, he's saying you know he's being manipulated, but on the other hand, he's saying but I see you and I know who you are. So it's sort of like, well, if you know who you they are, why are you letting yourself get manipulated? You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. sort of like. What the heck is happening? And it's not easy. There's nothing easy about the lyrics. No. It's he's help he's helpless but not hapless. He's very aware of what's going on, but he allows himself to keep getting pulled back in. Yeah. Oh, Ed. <laughs> <sighs> but at the end of the song, we have him getting very angry with her and wanting to do the same thing back to her. So we, throughout the song, we have him saying to her, like, be nicer to me, be kind, be easy on me, take it easy on me. I, you know, I love you. You don't have to keep keep playing these games. And then the, at the end, he's like, you know what? Fine. How do you like it? It's sort of like the beginning, middle, and end of a relationship all in one song. <laughs> it very much is. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> you know, if you, I mean, it just hit me just now, like, oh, there it is. It's a microcosm of... Oh, here I am being manipulated. Oh, wait, I see you. Oh, you know what? Two can play that game. See ya. (laughs) It would be a great five-minute SNL skit at the end of the night. Yes. (laughs) This five-minute relationship. The one that got cut for not enough time in the show. Exactly. But you're right. It does feel like this whole relationship packed up into this quick little song. And then I wondered, what if it's about Steven? Like their whole dynamic or their whole relationship. We've done that analogy before. (laughs) Yes. We keep coming back to it. I keep coming. I am a a one note wonder. Like I have one theme. (laughs) (laughs) And it always comes back. I don't like another postcard. And I always think every song is about Steven and Ed. But this um, was written. That's, this was written before they split, was it not? Yep. Yes. Yeah, so. it was. But I want like it's. But this was their last album before they split. Oh. Well, their last, their last non-holiday album before they 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 had the holiday album and the the kids album before that. But this was about the time that they said, like, when you look into the records, this is about when they started having a lot of their problems that started creeping up in the relationship. Okay. Like, if some of that unrest, maybe not specifically, Stephen, but, like, just that... Situation? Something, yeah, the situation maybe got translated into a different kind of a relationship, but I just wondered if there's a piece of that in there. Right. And start start writing it one way, and he's like, "Well, let's take it in this different direction, so it's not as obvious. <laughs> let's get my demons out this way, and and kind of rest, put them to rest. But let's hide it in this romantic relationship instead. Well, if I right. run into them, <laughs> yes, you can. You we're going to give you a list of questions that you can ask them, and just quickly get a quick little." Did you mean this? Was it this? What did you mean when you said this? Okay, thank you. Have a nice day. (laughs) Hopefully they want to meet me again. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to come back to that. I actually have a question about that for later on when we we go over the the questions about Enid itself. Okay. So I... I keep wanting to transition into that. I'm like, no, 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 hold back, hold back. (laughs) 
It's really not that big of a story. <laughs> so, let's but you got first. your name on a song, so that's kind of exciting. That's right. And yeah. <laughs> so let's talk for a second about the official video. There is an official video that was done for this song. Um, my way, of, my, my thoughts on this video, just to put it out there bluntly and, and quickly, is I label this song my steampunk fairy tale nightmare directed by Terry Gilliam. I think that sums up like what I get when I watch this video. Um, <laughs> but Michelle, you actually said that you were kind of liking this video. I, to me, it wasn't my I taste. Loved I loved the video. I thought it, I mean, it's definitely more disturbing than I would like the, the quality of the animation or the, the way they looked kind of was sort of horror movie um, type of thing. But it was, I thought it was a nice balance against the song and it was just sort of interesting. Like I don't usually get sucked into the videos, but this one sort of had me, it had my attention. Um, and I thought it was interesting how they played out each of the different fairy tales. You know, and Jim as Goldilocks, I thought was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked it. I liked the video. I thought it was pretty cool. Well, and Kevin as the, the I don't know what her name is, the one that has to spin her hair into gold. Um, oh, yeah. And Rumpelstiltskin. I don't know the, the princess's name in that in that fairy tale, though. This is where I would actually I like be smart to actually use the internet and look it up and make myself sound smart, but no, I'm not smart enough to do that. <laughs> Fair enough. It is the most odd video I think that they've ever made. They just keep flipping from one fairy tale to another and they keep using the crows as their transitions and these them flying by in spaceships as their transitions. I I know there's a reason. I know the director like came to them and had a vision. I just don't know what that that conversation was like. <laughs> Matter of fact, I want to be a I want to be a bird on the wall, a bug on the wall, listening to that conversation as the director tries to explain what this video is going to look like. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't my taste for video. Excuse me. <laughs> I found it too busy to watch. Like it was just. My brain doesn't work like that. It yeah. was pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. I had to watch it through like five times to get all the little details and the little like things that and it was torture for me because it's really not my type of video at all. Um, <laughs> I watched it for 30 seconds and went, well, I'm out of here. <laughs> I guess I like the concept. I like the concept. Like the, I like the fairy tale concept tied yes. in with the song, but the quality was more dark and horror right like i like the like i'm a i like greg mcguire i enjoyed i enjoyed uh wicked long before it became a play um i thought it was an amazing book with a great concept very well written and i like the idea of this like let's take it from the other people's point of view let's do a dark spin on the fairy tales and kind of go back to the grim the grim vision of it um, no pun intended. I don't know if it was the animation or the segues or what it was. There was just something about it where I was like, eh, this isn't working for me. So I have to agree with you, Enid. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. No, that's okay. <laughs> so ignoring our, our concept of the video, because we try to ignore the video when we, if they have videos when we do the ratings, 
Let's slip on over to doing some ratings. And Michelle, would you explain to Enid how we rate these songs? I will. So for our song ratings, we go by a scale of one to five. One is the lowest you can give. Five is the highest. And each week we choose a different category for how we're going to rate it. And because the video was so striking to me, I chose the topic fairy tales. How many fairy tales are we going to give this song? So on a scale of one to five, Enid, what do you rate this song? The song or the video? The song. We're just going by the song. (laughs) Okay. Um, well, I, I like the lyrics so, and, and the way it was played out as far as the easy, easy. Uh, so I would have to give it, I'd give it a three and a half, maybe. Three and a half. That's very yeah. respectable. Very good. Yeah. I will say that I also gave it a three and a half. I liked it. It's a nice, um, we're right online. We uh, we differ on the video, but definitely the song. You know, it's a nice song. I like it. Um, so I gave it a three point five. Also, um, Tracy, how about you? What is your rating? I Uh-oh. I'm I'm the hater of the week. Oh no! Uh-oh. That's the problem deal with angry people. They try to go it alone. Um, I didn't rate it really super low. Um, so kind of going back to like the numbers, like. We, we've talked before about how two and a half is the halfway mark. So, you know, yes. anything above that's a, it means that it's above half. It's above, you know, it's better than okay. Um, I do like this song. I enjoy it. Um, but it's not one that I would, like, listen to on the radio. If, if I was walking in the mall and I heard this come on, I'd be really happy to hear it. If I'm listening, like, at night to go to sleep, I would listen to this because it's actually really easy mm. listening. Um, but it's not something I would listen to in the car very often. It's not one that I that I normally play on my playlist. Um, I know all the words and everything. It's just not big, uh, big to me. It's not one that like really vibes me up, which is what I, I love about BNL. Um, so I give it a 2.9. Oh. oh, that's, that's still respectable. That's, that's a decent score. That would be a pass in our school. Yeah. That's yep. Yeah. Acceptable. <laughs> Meet standards. Um, so that, well, we don't have Aaron's score yet. So, I could give it a tentative. Um, it's at 3.30, which puts it right between Duct Tape Heart and Angry People. To me, that's about right. Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting because one of those is actually on the same album. So Interesting. Yeah. So it's a decent song. It's, it's pretty good. We'll have to see what Aaron says. Yeah. And we talked a lot about about Ed, Ed's guitar plucking today. Um, I think he's an, actually an amazing guitarist. Um, yep. And so one of the thing, one of the appearances that I wanted to credit tonight is there is a YouTube where Ed is talking about the guitar pick that he picks out and uses during shows, which ones he throws to the audience, which ones he keeps and uses for himself. Uh, so I thought that was apropos, considering that the majority of this song and and a big piece of it is Ed and Ed singing and Ed playing the guitar. Mm. Um, so I did miss a note for this week. I, I personally can't believe I forgot this. Um, returning to the fact that earlier this was the first song that they were doing the multi-track remix contest. BNL did release all the songs in this format um, and allow people to download those split tracks. However, they never finished the contest. 
nor did they ever release the CD that they planned on releasing of the best of all those remixes. Um, Steven is quoted as saying, you try to start a movement and you think you see improvement, but when thrown into the moment, we just don't seem so courageous. Oh, wait. Oh, I messed up the quotes. That's that's a quote from next week's song. Elf's Lament. Oh, butter. Oh, errors all over this week. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> now, why did the contest not finish? I don't think there were enough people that were interested in it. They weren't getting enough feedback from it. I think if they did it now, they would probably get more responses because I do think it's way more accessible. There's so many more um, apps online that you can use to remix music, and it's just way easier to get your hands on free software to do that. Um, oh, very so I bet much. if they, I feel like they were ahead of their time and didn't, you know what I mean? Like they didn't hang on to it, right? Yeah. yeah. Because that would be cool now. Like, you could hop on any software online and just be like, oh, yeah, I can do this. But in exactly. 2006, like, <laughs> I got to turn on the computer. I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It was a whole different yeah. world. Enid, it has been wonderful having you on the podcast this week. It has been great meeting you. Thank you so much it's for joining us. It's been a pleasure. It's been wonderful. You're welcome to come back anytime. Well, thank you, you very much. If you have another song you want to... You want to do? We'd love to have you back. That would be great. This is quite flattering. Enid for has me. been. <laughs> Thank you. Enid, Enid has been very easy to to work with, and um, no, sorry, that was not an intended pun that time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she is. She's been very flexible and willing to go with us on on this this whole concept tonight uh, when we when we approached her about this uh, and, and thank you so much for being willing to do that. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so we appreciate that. You're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> and you're welcome back anytime that you want to talk about bare naked ladies. You, anytime you reach out and let us know. Thank you. Yes, please do. And join us next week as we discuss Elf's Lament. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thanks, that was fun Don't forget, no regrets Except maybe one Yes. And I just want to say, while we're pausing, I love your haircut. Your hair is perfect. Like, if my hair did that, that is exactly how I want my well, hair. Thank you. And it doesn't do that, but... It like I've been staring at you all night, and I was like, I hope she doesn't see me like staring. At, I'm just, you're, I'm sorry. I had to just say that while we were pausing. It's all hairs. Okay. <laughs> oh. There's no body to this hair it. at all. It's all product. Oh, thank you, Michelle. I hope you know I'm putting your piece at the end of the at the end of the <laughs> the thing tonight. That's fine. I don't care. It's true. It's, it's totally 100% true. Yes, you're welcome. I should have gone I'll leave Edith's piece out. I couldn't keep it in for much longer. So I was like, I'm going to just say it right you're now. Because I have to. It's NFL draft season. And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 